What's going on, guys? This is Joe Tallarico, and you're listening to the AHA Moment Podcast, where we dive deep into closing that mind action gap of idea to execution and all the little knit and grit that's in between. On today's episode with AJ, we stress the importance of a support system to help hold you accountable even when those times you're feeling like a failure. We also get into just getting started. Stop waiting for everything to be perfect because it never will be. Get started and learn to adjust along the way. Check it out. All right, guys, we are here. I am with the one and only AJ Davis. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Let people get familiar with who you are, what you do. All right. So, uh, again, I'm AJ Davis, and I want to first thank Joe for having me here. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here talking with you, my friend. Oh, no problem. No problem. Uh, From the first time I met you, like I knew you were just a really, really good dude, man. You have a great energy and spirit about you. So um, for you to ask me to come on and be a part of your project is, is truly special, and I'm happy to be here, for real. So uh, a little bit myself, I'm originally from Illinois and Kentucky, um, kind of from both. I like to claim both. Um, I grew up in the uh, southern part of Illinois and the western part of Kentucky, uh, where they border by the Mississippi River. So uh, I'm from Metropolis, Illinois, which is the home of Superman. So I, I claim Superman very hard. It's a population of about 5,000 people. So you're not going to meet any other people that can claim Superman the way that I do. So, <laughs> you know, like my Instagram is all Superman out. I have Superman tattoo on my back. Like it just for me, it just it represents home, you know, like it represents home and what I've come from. And um, and, I, and I love it. So that's that's why I have that. So I actually I, I grew up in Illinois first through eighth grade. I went to school in, in, in Metropolis, Illinois. And then in high school, I went to high school in Kentucky while still living in Illinois. So if you're if you live here in Los Angeles, it's equivalent from going to Burbank to West Hollywood, you know, without the traffic. That's the drive. Okay, it's about okay. it's about five miles. Um, my dad was the principal of my high school in Kentucky. So um, grade school in Illinois, and then I went to the high school where my dad was the principal at um, in Kentucky. Which you get I've, in trouble a lot? I've never been to detention. Okay, okay. Ever. I should hope not. Ever. Principal would not be happy about that. I know. That. Even, in like, even in like first, even in like early school, you know, like, I don't know, I come from an era where, you know, you were still allowed to whoop, they were still allowed to whoop kids in school, you know, <laughs> right? You too, right? No, oh, maybe? Of course. Okay. I mean, at least we caught the caught the end of that, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they yeah. started, like, they kind of started doing away with it, but, like, I remember, like, my fourth grade teacher had a paddle called Rudolph, because it was a red pattern, right? Oh, so, we damn. called it either Rudolph or Big Red. So, I remember, like, kids getting pulled out of class, getting paddled, and then they come back to class, they're crying and sniffling, like, so I never, like... <laughs> But I was always bad. I just never got caught. You know, I'm a, I was a an educated criminal. Okay, yeah. okay you're smart about it. You're smart sly. about it. Map it's it out. Like, yeah, you got to map it out. You got to have a plan, and you got to have a fall guy. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Awesome. So, what brought you out to LA and started your journey? Um, that's a great question, because I feel like. I feel like I was just, I was more like pulled here more than anything, you know. Um, but I went to school at the University of Kentucky, right, where I graduated from, and I started looking at law schools. So I was uh, preparing to take the LSAT. And um, my girlfriend at the time, she was working for an agency in Kentucky, like a little small agency in Kentucky, and she was getting me like little modeling gigs here and there, and I was also doing music on the side, um, like just for fun, you know, like I had a little group I was in and we were just doing music for fun. So I was doing that while studying for the LSAT. And I started looking at a bunch of different colleges that I wanted to go to, um, law schools. And I was looking at Loyola Marymount and, uh, Pepperdine. I was really like, really interested in, but I had never even been to LA or California. Just right. It. They were just good schools, you know? Yeah. And I, I knew, I, I knew I really wanted to get out of Kentucky. So, I uh, I started applying to these law schools, and I was working for uh, Proactive at the time. I was working like one of those booths in the middle of the mall, right, selling people skincare and like applying makeup to women, and like it's the worst thing. It was great, but it was terrible. Oh man! But it was a blessing because um, a position opened up in Thousand Oaks, California, and I was working in in Lexington, 
and my district manager knew that I wanted to go to law school um, in L.A. And so she was like, hey, this position opened up. It was like it was like maybe a Monday. She was like, this position opened up in California. If you want it, you can have it, but you need to be there by by Monday, by the next Monday. Oh, wow. So there was a little bit of a timeline on it. It was a timeline, yeah. You know, it's like, if you want it, you can take it, but, you know, if you take it, you got to go, you know? And so I asked my girlfriend, I was like, you want to move to California? And she was like, let's go. And that's, and that's kind of how, that's how I got here. Um, acting wasn't something that was really in my mind at the time. It's something I kind of, I gravitated toward later on. Um, but that's what, that's what brought me here. And then I, I didn't end up going to law school. Um, I kind of jumped around from job to job, you know, doing different things. And I saw a, um, I saw a group me, a group me acting class that I signed <laughs> up for. And that's, and that's kind of what started it for me, started my bug. So before that, there was no like initial like when you were back in Lexington, like, oh, I want to go act or this is something I'm interested in. I knew I knew how much I loved entertainment. I love entertaining. You know, like I, I've been performing in church since I was a little kid. You know, I was in a fraternity where we do step shows, you know, like I was in like a little acapella group, you know, on campus. Um, and then I was in my music group for a kind and we were performing in shows and doing like big shows on campus. So I, I love performing, but it was always in groups and with groups. I never wanted to be like a solo artist. I, I enjoyed like the camaraderie of getting on stage with people. Um, and my girlfriend was started getting me like these little modeling gigs and I hated it. I hated <laughs> modeling. Like what's I, it, so what's wrong with modeling versus just doing the acting? I wouldn't say anything is wrong with modeling. It's just not for me. Like staring, like stand there and be cute and be sexy and pose for the camera and, you know, turn this way and turn that way and hold this pose and hold that ab flexed and this bicep pulled. And it's just, it's, I don't like it. It's very forced compared to, there's a little more freedom in acting. For me, for yeah. me, for, for acting, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot, like a, lot, a lot of character work that goes into it. You know, it, it's like the studies of, it's the studying of human life. You know, it's the study of human behavior. You know, that's how you, that's how you adapt a character. Um, for modeling, it wasn't that for me. Now, listen, like, if GQ wants to call me up and like, hey, we need you on a cover of GQ, like, I'm going to do it. Of course. Of course. Of course. But to pursue it um, and, and as hard of a career as it is, I, it just wasn't something that I ever wanted to pursue. Um, and then she got me this, she got me this audition for this movie. As maybe it was like a student film movie, but to me it was a movie. You know, it was my first audition I like ever had. And uh, first audition I ever had, I get a call back and I didn't book it. And I was like crushed. Like, how could they not know how dope I am? You the know? first rejection for an audition's got to be the one of the hardest because you're not used to yeah. what's about to come. The yeah. rejections that inevitably comes when you're trying to become an actor and go on audition after audition. Yeah, yeah, the first one, and especially cause, like the first like the first like two or three modeling auditions I got. You know, so I was like three for three going into you this had thing. A hot streak. Yeah, I had a hot streak. I'm like, yo, all the people need to do is see me, and I got it. Like, and you had four of a kind. Yeah, four of a kind before here. Yeah, yeah we was hot. Okay, I'm telling okay, you, I'm okay. like, yo, I got this. I'm like, I don't even really need to practice the lines. I'm just gonna look at it one time and just swag it out. Like that's that's what I thought. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and I didn't book it, and I was crushed. Okay, okay. So one of the things I'm trying to discover when doing this podcast is. Seeing like, so you made the decision to become an actor and I'm sure you don't have to, anyone listening, you don't have to be an actor to know that there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of work. It's not like other jobs where you're getting a base pay while you continue to work yourself up. Like you're, there's definitely a big struggle involved, which is why most people don't go for it. The ones who do a lot don't make it. So what's, what are character traits you had as a kid or something you had to develop along the way that helps you during those times where you're just like, Man, either people are telling you why are you still doing this, or you deciding whether you should continue or not. I think um, the the number one thing is I'm 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 extremely blessed to have a great support system, man. You know, that's huge from my parents on up. You know, like I have a very close knitted family, um, and my mom and dad have always supported me. You know, in this and other things, um, really whatever I wanted to do. But with my parents, it was always like 
it will see it through. You know, no it was, matter what you do, no matter I don't care what, what it is, but go all the way with it. Go all the way with it. Okay. You know, if you're going to play soccer this season, then you're going to play soccer all season. You know, we're not quitting in the middle of the season because you're not getting any playing time. You know, if you want to do swimming, fine. You can do swimming, but you're swimming all season. You know, I'm not buying you trunks and all this stuff for you to quit during the season. Like, and so that's kind of the mentality that I've that I've taken on. And um, whenever you whenever you don't feel that that pressure of your support system trying to push you out of what you want to do or what you believe in or what you're trying to do, it, it just it makes things a lot easier a lot balanced you know like I can call my mom or dad after rough auditions or even my brothers or cousins or anybody you know I have a a, I have a ton of people that I can reach out to um when times are like really really low and and they're not going to try to direct me in a different direction you know they're going to listen to what's going on they're going to you know tell me how they relate if they relate and then they're going to push me to keep moving forward and not to quit and and for me I think that's probably the the biggest thing is just having people there that want to lift you up that want to pick you up when you fall down and help push you across the finish line if they can you know I think that's huge there's a couple things you touched on there um I was actually listening to an interview with Michael Strahan football player his said his parents were the same exact way it's they let him do whatever he, they, he wanted to do but he had to see it through yeah and that's huge um, they were all about me trying whatever I wanted, but there was definitely like a certain point where it's like, if you find this isn't for you, then it's not for you. So I think that that alone, especially as a kid who were so impressionable as kids trying to figure out like, how am I supposed to behave? I really believe that, um, the key, one of the keys to success is the behavior changes you decide to have, um, to go for your goals, whether or not you're going to get them. If you say I'm someone who follows through on something that already, in my opinion, separates you from half your competition because other people are going to think, oh, I didn't do good on this one. Slowly, I'm going to end up tapering off and give up. With that, the fact that you're just like, I have to follow through no matter what. And on top of that, the second point is if you do like fail or struggle, the other part is you know who, who can you vent to? Who can you go to? So to have your parents, you know, the most important, the family, the most important foundation to have to have your back all the way through, I think that's huge. And that's um, in general, sports systems is something if you're trying to achieve any goal, that's what you need to have in place, whether it's your friends, family, find someone, other people who are doing whatever you're pursuing. Maybe it's other actors or other accountants, whatever it is you're trying to do, but having that support system. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not and that's not anything that I had any control over. That's just a situation that I was blessed to be in. You know, and, and for anybody that's not in that in that in that situation, then, you know, it's just a matter of finding people and putting people around you that are, you know, and not continuing to go to people that are trying to deter you from what your goals are or, you know, or maybe looking down upon what you're trying to do. It's just finding finding that for you, finding that support system wherever wherever it is, you know. I completely agree. I just think about even in my life, like in college, I could have went a totally different route than the fitness route that I'm in now. Uh, I also pledged a fraternity and, oh, man, like I had a lot of fun. But if I didn't escape into fitness and competing, let me put it this way. One of the kids in my pledge class, his GPA at one point, I think was like a 0.9. Wow. And it was just like drugs, partying, drugs, partying. Like I could have easily went down a different route because you are the average of the five friends you hang out with or family members. Like you were saying, you need to find those people. If I'm around other people who are hustling, like take us, for example, if I'm around you, you're acting, you're going to be going on auditions. That motivates me to be like, I can't slack off on this podcast. I got to yeah. keep kicking butt, keep doing this. Whereas if I hung out with a certain other group of people, it could have been like, oh, take a break from that. Let's go party. Let's go do this instead. So yeah. that balance is huge. Absolutely. Who is someone anywhere at any point in your life that has influenced you that might not even know it? Like who played that crucial role, if any, that you know helped you be who you are today? I have so many. Like okay. I have That's a lot. Good, I have so many. Um, but the one that I'll talk about today, because I don't I wanna talk your ear off, um, is is a cousin of mine. His name is George Wilson, and he is a retired NFL player. Nice. Right? Uh he played for Detroit for a while, then he played for Buffalo for about five years, and then he finished his career in Tennessee. So he played about thirteen years in the NFL, which is 
difficult. You know, it's it's hard enough to get one or two years. You know, but to be in there that long is just it's it's unheard of. Longevity is crazy. It's longevity in the in the NFL is crazy. You know, and when I would see him on TV, we're we're very close. You know, very close, and he's done a lot for me um, in the aspects of like just showing me the world, traveling, you know, we've done a lot, of, a lot of traveling together, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, seeing different things, experiencing different things, meeting different people, all that stuff like that. But What's the uh, age gap? About seven years. Not too bad. Not yeah. Bad. Enough where he might have gained some experience along the way you haven't seen yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just living, you know, living that lifestyle, you know, is, is definitely – an exp- it's an experience in itself, you know, and, and to see that and to know all the distractions that have come his way, but to see him stay focused and continue to, you know, be excellent at what he does year after year was amazing to me because anybody that knows him or looks at his scouting stuff is he wasn't the fastest. He didn't jump the highest. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't the biggest, you know, anything like that. But it was, it was his drive and his determination and his willingness to just not lose or not quit that put him over the competition for all those people that did jump higher and were stronger and were faster, you know, and just watching him and be like, okay, we came from the same place. You know, we ate off the same plate, you know, like I, we, we, we swung on the same swings, you know, so if he can do it, why, why can't I? And, and that was an attitude that I adopted, you know, when I really started focusing in on this acting thing because where I'm from, like, nobody thinks you can go to Hollywood and be an actor, you know? But when you see somebody else at the same time, nobody thinks that a town of 26,000 people, somebody's going to be a professional NFL player either, you know? And when you see somebody do it, it's like, okay, if they can do it, why, why can't I do it? And it's different from seeing somebody on TV that you don't know. It's easy to say, oh, Michael Jordan can do it. You know, I can do it. But you don't, you don't see Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah. You know, you don't see what he's doing and the work that goes in there. But when it's somebody that you can, you physically know and you can talk to on the phone, um, you know, it, it just, it changed, for me at least, it, it changed my whole mindset on how I viewed going after whatever it is that you're going after. This makes so. This is starting to make. As someone who knows you and learning more about you, this is making so much more sense to me. So I've known AJ a couple of years now, and he's got a certain confidence, a swag, if you will, that I wish I had, man. You got it, Joe. It's just yours. My own version. My own version. But he knows. He knows how to own a room. All right. He may be a part of four of a kind, but he's one of a kind. Yeah. But um, it makes sense because again, between having him that. You learn from him with that seven-year difference and him being a football player from a small town that if he can do it, why can't I? To have, even if you took away all the family stuff you just said, having just that, that yeah. if this person can do it, I can do it, you know? Now, add on top of that, the from your parents' follow-through and everything you have, and we got your, and all these people got your back no matter what, yeah. that is just like the sweetest recipe for success right there. It's a blessing, man. It's just a, it's just a blessing. It's just really, I, you know, it's nothing that I've done. But at the same time, it's... It's recognizing it, too, because there are a lot of other people that have, you know, people that at least some family members of mine I know that are not haven't taken advantage of that the same way that I have. You know, what what would your advice be for someone if they're listening in and they're like, oh, this guy's life sounds so easy and he's got this support system. He's got all that. What would you say to someone who either you kind of touched on it before, who either doesn't have it or like you said, maybe they do have it. They just they don't know what to look for. They haven't they haven't seen the signs. It's around you. You know, it's around you. Like you said, you know, you hang out with five people that are have 0.9 GPAs. You're going to be the sixth person with a 0.9 GPA. And, and there's so many people out there that want to help you, you know, along the way. I think it's a matter of just finding what it is that you're willing to fight for. And then when you find what it is that you're willing to fight for, you find other people that, you know, have that same like mindset. Because the mindset is the same. It doesn't matter what the industry is. The mindset is the same of going to get it. And so you're going to have that in common with somebody and that, and that's what I would advise them to do is just to first find what it is that they want, set that goal of like I'm going to get it no matter what and then you'll find people along the way. It's like I don't know, I listen to a lot of rap music. There's a on Drake's new album, he's got this song called Glow okay, featuring yes, Kanye West. You know, familiar. you know that song? Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is like 
when when you start going after something, you start you put your mind to something. You have that glow, and people just they see it on you, they feel it on you. You know, they want to be around you now, and yeah. and so that's how you. People might ask like, well, how do I find somebody you know that I can talk to? How do I find somebody that has the same drive in me? How do I find somebody that's gonna be encouraging to me? Is you start with your own stuff. And then once you start with your own stuff, people will attract to you because they're going to – it's just like they sense it on you. This person is driven. This person determined. I want to help them or I want to be around them. And that's and that's the way that I look at it. I love that. I love that answer. Um, even like you were just telling me when I said, oh, I wish I had your swag is – I do have it. And it's, it's all about – this is, I think, especially for actors or anyone, whatever it is you're trying to do, especially in this social media age, what's the first thing we're going to do? Compare ourselves to others, especially yeah. early on, which is probably the worst time to compare yourself to other people. Yeah. You're only going to see the highlight reel. And like you said, I've got to figure out, and it's something I do do, figure out what's my unique confidence. Like, what am I comfortable with? What's my style? Because we're going to have different styles and people have to learn to appreciate that. And the thing that's going to separate you from the rest is you owning that style. That's you. Now that's yeah. not, that's not being cocky. There's a difference between being cocky and knowing who you are and being comfortable with yourself. Absolutely. Finding that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have your own, you have to find you. I, I think more than anything, like acting has helped me find me more than anything. Like you really have to find like, and I used to hear that all the time. Like you have to know who you are before you can be somebody else. You know, you have to love, be able to love yourself before you can love somebody else yeah. type of thing like that, you know. But that's true. Like, you have to understand who you are, um, figure out what it is that you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. You work on your weaknesses and you sharpen your strengths, you know. I completely agree. And it's something we're always going to continue to keep learning about ourselves. I'll be the first to admit I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. As Me well. too, bro. Yeah, so. Me every day. Just when I think I got it figured out, I, something hits me in the face and lets me know I do not. <laughs> uh, it always. And that's, that's the big thing is you have to accept that. You have to know that, be comfortable with who you are, know it's an ongoing journey, but be willing to like let yourself grow and be open to new things, new people coming your way and getting rid of the toxic ones or whatever's not working out of it. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, when it comes to setting goals, how do you personally set them? So like for getting into acting in terms of making sure you have progress. We could look at like your, whether it's year goals versus weekly goals. How do you kind of get your mind right for the week to know that like I'm doing better than the week before? That's a great question. I have, I have a vision board, you know, I've created a vision board that I have the goals that I want to create for the year. And it's quite a few from, from, from ones that are really, really small to ones that are, to me, seem out of reach right now, you know? And so that's what I'll do. I'll create a vision board. I'll look at it every day, you know, to know, okay, what am I doing to get where I need to be? What am I doing, you know, that's lacking behind? What have I, what have I accomplished that I, you know, that's on here, marking all that stuff off? And, and just making sure that I'm always doing something every day that, is leading to what I want, you know? And I think one one thing that, like, really, really, really changed me was that I think it was, like, maybe two years ago I had a vision board for the year, and I had completed everything on my vision board in, like, six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. What uh, attributed to that? Was there – did you just have momentum? How did, how did that happen so fast? It, man – I'm a man of faith, so I'm just, I'm just saying it was God, man. Like it, 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 it was a lot of um, it was a lot of small things that I did that finally paid off. You know what I mean? It was things that I had done a year ago or a year and a half ago. You know that finally, like it all just kind of came in fruition at the same time for me. But but what it did for me, it didn't excite me. What it made me think was that wow, AJ, like you're dreaming too small. You know, because six months ago, these things that I wrote on this board seemed impossible to me. And I got them in six months. And it's like, OK, well, the, you're not you're not thinking big enough. You're not you know, you're not thinking big enough. You're not making your goals big enough. You're making your goals too easy on yourself. Like you got to think way outside the box. Like I couldn't see this in a million years happening. That's what you have to put on your board because that's what you have to go for. That's where that's what's going to put you where you need to be, you know. I definitely agree with that. There's a quote. Uh, I think Jim Carrey's the one that said it. He said it at a graduation speech um, when talking about his dad trying to be an actor and how he didn't make it because he played it safe. And 
his thing was talking about how I think he might have even been quoting someone else, but it was about it's not that we aim high and miss, it's that we aim small and hit our target, which yeah. is so true. How often do for every one of you that's going out and trying to be an actor and doing something that you know um, inspiring, there's someone else that says, "Oh, I wish I went to be an actor and instead settled for a nine to five job," and now they're left wishing. And yeah. you can. It takes just as much effort to succeed at a half-assed job as it is to do one that you that excites you. So why not go for the one that excites you? Is the way I see it. I I, I worked a nine to five, man, and um, and I have nothing against it. I'm not talking bad about it. Like, listen, when I had consistent health care, like that was the greatest <laughs> time of my life, and I took and I did not appreciate it enough. You know what I mean? Consistency, like a paycheck and benefits. Consistent a paycheck uh. benefits, like oh man. Like that end of it was fantastic, but the nine to five thing, like it just, it didn't, it wasn't for me. Like I wasn't happy with it. But then once I realized like, wow, I'm spending like 50 hours a week here, you know, hundred hours every two weeks, 120 hours every two weeks, I'm here. You know, if I put that time into myself, Wow. Exactly. You know, like, wow, like, what can I, what can I accomplish if instead of putting 120 hours into this company, if I put 120 hours into me, into your own company, into my own company, into myself, into what I want to do, into my dreams and my passions, like that, you know, and that, and that's what really um, deterred me from, from there, deterred me from there. But, you know, anybody that's, you know, working a nine to five, you know, if you love it and it's your passion, I think. Just have it go through it with that same mindset of giving it everything that you got. I don't have anything against it. Yeah, it's I just, completely it's agree. Not, it just, it just not for me. Not your style. <laughs> I think that's most people here in L.A. Yeah, it's just, it's just not for me, man. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, and uh, to clarify on that, I didn't mean anything It's 9 to 5, too. If that's truly what you set out to do, it's to have that 9 to 5, something steady, have a family, go for it. Like he said, Whatever you decide to do, you have to fully commit and own to that and be the best version of yourself within that that you can be. But if you find yourself doing that because your parents told you to or someone told you, you know, you got to go to college, you got to get a job, you got to do this, like you're just following the steps, you might want to rethink. And that's what this is for is to show people how you can shake it up and what kind of mindset, who you need to have around you to initiate that. Uh, I think that all, I think that that also also goes back um, to your goals. You know, it's like, what are your goals in life? You know, if, if your goals in life is to have a family and to have a house, you know, and, and that's and that's what it is, that's what makes you happy, then a nine to five might be the absolute best situation for you. You know, you can cover your house, you can cover your insurance, you can cover your kids' insurance. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff is laid out. And, and if that's somebody's dream, then go for it. You know, like, be whatever it is. Like, do whatever work it is that, that you need to do to get that dream but if that's not your dream, if your dream is something else, then it's a matter of, okay, what do I need to do to get there? And how do I need to do that? And then from there, make the decisions of whatever it is that, that you want. And I think it's also just a matter of trying out a bunch of different things and seeing what works and what doesn't work for you, you know? And not being, and not being afraid to leave it when it's time. For sure, for sure. Yeah. What's something about the entertainment industry that, they didn't teach you when you were heading out here. What is something that maybe you had to learn the hard way that you think is important for anyone trying to become an actor right now? Everything. (laughs) I knew nothing when I came out here, nothing about the entertainment industry, like nothing, nothing. I didn't know how to get an agent. I didn't know what a manager was. I didn't know anything about co-star roles or guest star roles or commercials. I, I didn't know anything. So it was, it was all brand new to me. But I, I would say the number one thing that I've learned and that I would like for anybody else that wants to get in this career to know is that there's no, there's no pathway to it. You know, there's no trail. Right. Like when I was working at, at Wills, when, when I was working at Wells Fargo, which is why I work my nine to five, um, there was a pathway to get to where you wanted to be. You want to be a business banker. Cool. You need to take these steps, this steps and this steps. Right. You want to be the manager of the branch. Cool. You need to take this steps, this steps, this steps. You want to be a, an advisor, you know, or you want to be um, in, in the housing department or you want to be a service manager. Whatever it is, there was a pathway that was laid out for you. Takes this steps, this steps, this step. And eventually you'll get to where you want to go. There's no steps here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where are the steps? Like, I think and that's the hardest part is just. 
is is you really do figure it out along the way and it's a matter of trying things seeing what works seeing what doesn't work um and then just reading everything reading everything man like i i think that's one of the biggest things that helped me um there's a book called self-management for actors by bonnie gillespie that is really fantastic and it goes through like from the first day you arrived to la to reaching superstardom, you know, and it's, it's not a it's not a trail, it's not a pathway, but it's just an education of this is how things work here. This is how people have made it. These are some things that you can try, right? In order to this this will make you not look stupid in the room because these are the procedures <laughs> that you do, right? You basic don't, etiquette, yeah, basic etiquette that you don't know because you just don't know. Um, and so I, I would say that was that's the hardest thing. It's just there's no. There's no point A to point Z, you know, in in this industry. As far as I know, if anybody knows it, please pass it on to me. But it's like from A to D to to F to X, back back to A. Go to number three. Stuck on A for nine months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, uh, it's funny you say that. A couple things. When I first moved out here, I was doing stand-up and I figured, oh, let me try the acting thing I self-submitted. And the first part, I thought it was like, just submit to everything, do whatever. So there was this part for like a gay role. And I was like, fuck it, I'll go for it. And I submitted for it, I'm doing it. And the first thing they asked was like, are you gay or no? And I guess they just picked up like, clearly I wasn't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no. And it was just, it just turned from like, oh, okay, this is an audition to just the most awkward experience of my life. <laughs> they were just confused straight up. <laughs> Luckily, I think one girl felt bad and she was like, no, I, I, lo- I enjoyed his performance. It was fine. It was fine. And I just walked away. I was like, oh, so I guess this isn't how Hollywood works. Uh, yeah, man. But the other one, um, talking about no path, I talked to a lot. I have a lot of friends in the fitness industry. That's what I studied in college, just between the YouTube people and everything else. And when I look at all of them, it is so many different. I used to think, so the route a lot of people think is, oh, if I wanted to be big in fitness, it's I got to be a bodybuilder. I got to win all these shows first place because then they'll see me. Then I'll get the cover magazines. Then I'll book stuff. But especially with social media, I have so many friends that literally have not, they've done a couple of shows. They haven't won that. They've had people with better bodies than them, but whether their charisma was better or they just started a YouTube channel, they're doing way better than anyone else that's trying to do that conventional route. Not to say that that route doesn't work. It's just that it really opened my eyes to like, oh, you don't have to just compete to do this, to do that, to do that. There's so many other ways you can do it. So it's really cool to see that like, yeah, don't, I would say the best thing to do is you got to know what field you want to get into. So let's say acting or fitness and you just got to try and put your hands, like you said, gain as many skills as you can figure out all the different little niches within that, because it's that conglomerate of all those skill sets that's going to help you figure out what your specific niche is based on your personality and what you've learned over the years. And just jump in the water, man. Yeah. Just fuck it. Jump in the water. Yeah, just don't be scared. Like, don't. Who cares if you look stupid? You know, like, who cares if you fail? You're going to fail many times, you know, and that's the only way to, like, you know, it's like failing. And it still hurts me today, you know, like when I get through out for things that I want or don't want or things aren't going. Of course, you're going to feel that way. But to me, it's like it's like having a great workout session and the soreness comes the next day. You're going to have that soreness. But that soreness means things are working. You know what I mean? Things are, are heading in the right direction. There, there's a light at the end of that soreness. You hate it because you can't walk down the steps, right? Hate it because you can't roll out of bed. You hate it because you can't lift your arms. But, you know, there's a purpose to it. Um, and I think that's the same way. Like, you find something that you think you want to do or you find a, a career that's interesting to you. Just jump into it. Just go. Just jump in the deep end. And you'll swim. You know, you'll float. You Believe it or not, like, you'll start swimming. And and I think that's that's just the way to do it. For like that's what makes sense in my head. I think that's huge. Yeah. Um a lot of people that do have these bigger aspirations in their mind and end up settling for less or whatever, you know, their definition of that is I think that's what it is. They're scared to take that jump. They're afraid, oh well, what if I fail? Or hold on, let me wait till I get this perfect. I'm guilty of that. I've had so many plans where I'm like, I need this to be exactly perfect. Like that, nothing is ever going to be perfect. No, it's never. It's the 80, 20 rule. Like get 80% of it ready and then just go. And then just go. And, and, and the rest will work itself out, man. It's crazy how, how mountains move when you start like really putting your energy and your focus and your dedication into something, you know, and, and, and don't be scared to like, I feel like sometimes people also think like, okay, 
if I dedicate two years in this and it doesn't work, then I've wasted two years. Like, no, you've gained a skill. Congratulations. Exactly. You know, and, that, and now you can go gain another skill somewhere else. And then eventually, somewhere down the line, all those skills that you got, it's going to work for something later on. Yeah, you know? it's definitely a learning how to look at quote unquote failure. You know, I think that's one of the problems with schooling today's or certain parenting styles, they teach failure as a bad thing. No, failure, when you're doing a research experiment, you look at scientists and they do experiments, or if you remember during your chemistry classes, when you did your reports, if something didn't go right, it wasn't, oh, this whole thing was a failure, I'm never doing it again. No, it's you look at what went right, what went wrong, what could we do next time? You look at the silver linings of everything. All right, the two years, maybe it didn't work out, but there was something to be learned there. You can't tell me you didn't learn a skill or something that you can carry with you forward, and you need to do that. Absolutely. What would you say are th- is the mindset you need to have or things you do to move forward on those days that like, like you said, you had one period where six months you got all, you got your vision board set, but what about the days where it's like, man, this is taking way longer than I had originally planned it out and it's making me feel weary. I'm going through that right now. Okay. Like right go. this second. We I'm, got him in the mix. got me in the mix, man. Like right this second. I, I had um, a couple of really big auditions that I needed. Um, to help really push my career in in the direction that it needs to go, you know, like, it, um, and and one of them went really well, and I di- I just didn't get it, and the other one went really bad, and the one that went really bad was like the biggest one that I really needed to go well, you know, <laughs> and I, I worked my ass off on this thing, and I don't know why, like I don't I couldn't tell you why to this day it went the way that it went, it just it just did, and uh, and it it like it it really stopped me in my tracks for a while because it's like damn like I can't I can't get through this door and I can't get to that next door that I want to get through until I can open up this one that's right in front of me and I've been trying to open up this one that's right in front of me for a long time and I don't know man it's just like I feel like. I've set my mind to this. This is what I'm going to do. And nothing's going to stop me from that. And so I, I always know that in the back of my head, you know, like even whenever like, you know, I, I tell my friends like or my my people like, and I, this is the truth. Like I quit twice a month, you know, like <laughs> twice a month. I'm like, fuck this acting shit. And I hate this. I like it's some bullshit. All, everybody I know is on TV and I'm not on TV. Like, I don't understand. Like, all my money is going here. Like, all my time is going here. I left my family for this, you know. Like, ah, I quit. And then I'll get some donuts. And I love some donuts. They make me happy. And I go to sleep on it. And I wake up in the next morning and I go back to work. That's you know? And, and and I think that's, if if, if that if that's the question, if the question is what do you do to get through that rough time when you really feel like, you know, it's not working. It's is to go back to work. It's to, just to get That's back right. to work, man. Just keep grinding. Just keep grinding. Just go back to work. Just keep working. That that has to, you know. And I, I don't. I can't tell you if that's the key because I'm not where I want to be right now with my career. I have to keep you posted on that. But as far as what I feel, I feel like it's just going. It's just getting. It's just going back to work, man. It's just putting the bootstraps back on, putting your gloves back on, and just and just going back to work and you know if you love what you do or you really appreciate what you do then you'll find you'll find something in that you know my my brother was telling me the other day I was talking to my younger brother my young my younger brother gives me like crazy advice it's it's crazy like I love that guy but uh I was talking to him the other day and um and he was like what's up bro I was like like, what's up bro what's good He's like, man, you've been in a slump for a little while now. Like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know, bro. Like, I just, I feel like I, I, like, I feel like I just, I'm swimming against the current right now. Like, I was like, you know, every stroke I take, I'm just, I'm swimming in place. He was like, yeah, fuck that. Like, I'm not trying to hear that right now. He's like, listen. He's like, you failed before, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, you failed many auditions. It's like, yeah. You've had bad ones before. I was like, yeah. He was like, all right. Did any of them hurt worse than the other one? I was like, they kind of hurt the same. He's like, exactly, they hurt the same. You felt this way before and you've got up before, you know. And he's like, you've been at your lowest point, you know. You've been 
as low as it can get in this industry, you've been there. So you know what that feels like. And you know what it feels like to rise above that, you know, to be where you are now. And he was like, just don't be scared to fall back down to where you was at because you'll get back to where you are. All right, I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's my little brother, you know. And I hung up the phone, and I was like, man, he's right. He's like, I'm, he's right. He's right. He's right. Like, you know, it. the failure does feel the same. It is the same type of hurt. And it's a hurt that I have experienced before. It's like heartbreaker, you know, love or whatever. Like, you know, just because you get your heart breaking one time, that doesn't mean you never try to fall in love again. You just have to be willing to risk your heart to somebody, you know, and that's what I've done. I've, I've risked my heart to this acting industry, um, and I'm going to make it pay off. And I, I think that's just how you that's how you fight through it, man. Your younger brother's like a Mr. Miyagi. Yo, he's crazy. <laughs> She's so crazy. I don't have any younger brothers, but if I had a younger brother give me sage advice like Yo, that, I just picture him in like a... <laughs> Forest, maybe like a Yoda hut. He's telling you, <laughs> follow your dreams. Yeah. Hell you have. Yeah, it's for his own personal gain. Yeah, he's for his own personal gain, man. He's like, yo, man, I need to get out to LA. I'm trying to, you know, walk around with my shirt off and all this. And, you know, but you you killing it for me right now because you taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. That's, yeah, hurry that's, up. That's the, that's the cliff notes of that nice, inspiring speech. Yeah. <laughs> hurry up. Nice. Um, what are some habits that you see in people that you think are really holding them back from achieving whatever it is they're trying to achieve? Wow. Um, I think it's something that we, we that we mentioned earlier. It's one of the things, in that, and that's... Um, the waiting until tomorrow to get started you know that this waiting until tomorrow to get started is you know i'll 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 do it when it's right i'll do it when it's when it's ready i'll do it when the time is ready i'll do it when my money is stronger i'll do it when i have a better support group i'll i'll do it when I'm not sick, you know, I'll do it when it's not raining. I'll do it when I have a car, you know, like whatever the case may be. I think that's one of the biggest things um, that that keeps people from going after whatever it is that they want. And then something else would be the a fear of not getting what it is that they're going for. You know, and I, I think that is that's major on all accounts. It's like who wants to think that you'll try your hardest at something, you'll give it every single thing that you got, and it won't be enough. You know, you won't make it, you know, you won't reach the finish line. And I mean that's a that's a terror that's a terrifying thought. Like everybody wants to think that they're gonna have that happy ending, you know, but you know, a, a thought of it is, what if I don't, you know, and what if I waste all this time and effort into putting into something and not and not reaching it? And I, I think it's just a mindset change of, you know, knowing that if you put in your true effort, like really, really like look at yourself and say, am I really working as hard as I can? Um, you know, am, am I really working as hard as I can? Am, am I really giving everything that I have towards this. And if you are, then you won't feel you won't. Nice. Nice. That kind of leads me into what I was going to follow up with, which is, um, what is something other people find uncomfortable? That's easy for you to do. Would you say it's what you kind of just said on just getting started? Is there something else you find? Um, I, I would say it's, I would say is, is getting back up, you know, just getting back up after you've been knocked down. Like your brother said, man, like, yeah, it all feels the same. It all feels the same, man. Just getting back up after you've been knocked down. I think that's that's one of the hardest things to do, and that's one of the things that I like really pride myself on is that like I know when I'm down, and I know like I never think I'm down. I gotta quit. I always think I'm down. I gotta get up. I gotta get up. You know, I gotta find my mouthpiece. Somebody knock my mouthpiece out my mouth. You know, I'm, I'm sprawled out out the ring. Okay, I gotta get up. Before the 10 count, I got to get up, you know? And I, I think that's probably one of the the biggest things for me that people might not, you know, they get knocked down and then they're out. They they leave. 
Nice. I completely agree with that. It's just that resiliency. Just like those times you're feeling down, remembering this isn't the worst. It's going to happen again, but that's okay because this, what I'm doing right now that I might be failing at excites me enough that I, it's worth it for me to keep going. I love doing this so much or I know this is just a speed bump and I'm going to learn something from this failure that's going to help me keep going. So I find that to be huge. Yeah. And I think also is, um, is, looking at, is looking at other people's success. You know, don't get caught up looking in, at other people's success or what other people are doing because you have no idea like what they did or what they had to do to either get what they have or, you know, any anything, you know, somebody, what somebody else has or what or was going through. Like you can use it as a source of motivation, you know, somebody that, admi- that you admire or somebody that, you know, if they can do this, I can do it too to work harder. But to never compare yourself to that. And that's tough, man. Even for me, you know, I've great friends that are doing amazing things and it's hard sometimes to not look at them you know on whatever monday night on walking dead or whatever and be like damn you know what i'm saying like we acting class together i know i can go toe for toe for him like how is he there and i'm not like it's 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 easy to get into that mindset and so it's just a matter of, of staying out of it and that's just you know talking to yourself and you know mentally just mentally being strong yeah for sure there's always more to that story Instagram, always Facebook yeah you always see the reel. You yeah yeah that's why I don't really love Instagram too much but yeah. I have to be on there but it just I, I don't have anything against Instagram but I just I have it hurts me that people think especially younger people even older even even older people whatever it just hurts me to think that people take um everything they see on Instagram you know to the heart as face value you know, when it's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there um, and, you know, you do whatever you have to do to reach your, you know, people making a lot of money off social media, you know, off their followers and stuff. So I would never knock that or take that away. But it's a matter of just understanding that it's all entertainment. It's all entertainment. Yeah. And yeah. that's almost shortcutting them in a way because a lot of those young guys see them making money and they think, oh, this person can just take pictures and they have a huge following they're getting paid for it. I should be able to get that. And that's where yeah. I feel like that entitlement comes from a little bit where it's, it's, again, you can't compare yourself to that. You can't just expect, oh, I can take the same kind of pictures. Why am I not getting paid? Yeah. If, if you're going to focus all your energy on that, you're not going to get anywhere. You just got to figure out what you need to do to do whatever it is you want to do and follow that and forget about everyone else. And again, you know, and, and, you're, and you're just seeing somebody's end results. You know, you're not seeing what what it took for them to get there, to have that, to take those pictures, or you know, whatever it is that it is. You know, you're not you're not seeing that. You're just seeing the end results, like microwave results. So nice. Okay, final question. Oh shoot! I call it kind of the mind action gap. It's, oh. We were touching on it a lot actually throughout this whole thing, and it's so like we were saying, you have it in your mind, like I want to be an actor, but then there's that gap between I want to be an actor, I want to be an all the talk. I want, I want, I want to versus what is your purpose? What's your actual follow through? What are you actually doing to initiate this? Let's say right now there's one listener, two listeners. That's like, man, I just listened to AJ talk. Like I want to do this. I've had acting on the back burner right now. What's like one thing they could actionable step they could take right now to close that mind action gap and earn theirs in terms of going after what they want. Well, that's a, that's a very great and loaded and a loaded question. <laughs> All right, give it to me one more time. I just want to make sure I heard it right. Yes, I'll give okay. the, the short. All right. What's one actionable step that someone wanting to be an actor, or I guess whatever it is they're trying to pursue that's holding them back, that they can do right now, whether it's a behavior change, um, uh, an actual action step, what can they do right now to get off their ass, basically, and take some initiative? If it's acting, if it's acting then I say get in the class. That that's training, you know, learning about the craft, training, understanding what technique works best for you. You know, is it imagination? Is it Meisner? Whatever it is, you know, like what finding what works for you. And the only way to do that, as far as I know, is just is to get in the class and learn. Just educate yourself on the craft. And I think I think that goes with anything, you know, if if um, if it's if it's, you know, bodybuilding, then start educating yourself on bodybuilding, start educating yourself on on food and nutrition, you know, things like that. Pick up a book, 
on 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 that you know just start gearing your mind to prepare for that now uh, for me i say class because like that's a little different than sitting at home and reading you know it's doing it's actively doing you know you, you pay money to go somewhere to learn to sit for three hours two or three times a week you know accountability accountability exactly is accountability there um so yeah i mean that's that's what i would say i think also for myself i will find myself like looking at you know, my board or whatever and being like, okay, I'm not here. Why? You know, why am I not here? Like it's been a year now and I still haven't gotten this. Why? Is it, is it just because it's not my time yet? Like, is that the reason why? Or is it because there's something I'm not doing or there's something that I'm missing that I'm not allowing myself to get there? And you know, again, in me, it just comes back. It just comes back down to the work, man. I think if you put the work in, and and you grind for it, and you you know you're studying and you're learning and you're educating yourself, and then the rest of that will come. You know, it's like you got to be good, right? Like, <laughs> like you got to be good. Yeah, you got to be good, right? You got to be good. You know, like no, nobody's gonna hire me because I'm a dedicated actor. If I'm not, if I'm not good, you know, if my skill sets are not good, so get good first. You know, like get be better. You know, learn. I think a lot of people don't spend enough time working on the basics. Like you need the foundation. You the gotta skills. have the foundation. You gotta have the foundation. You gotta have the skills, and then you use everything else. You know, then you get out there and you start networking and meeting people and. You know, um, putting putting your your uh, your attack, your plan in the, in the place. But you gotta you gotta be able to deliver and have some type of skill set on top of that. So that's where like the training and learning and educating like truly, truly comes into play. Of course, of course. At the end of the day, you gotta be able to deliver. You gotta be able to deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta be able to deliver. Awesome. You got to. Yo, I'm mad, man. We had this. How long have we been talking? Almost an hour, yeah? Almost, almost. And you didn't provide me no water, no Gatorade. Nothing. Open seltzer. Right <laughs> I think it's flat. Some hot ass open <laughs> seltzer. Dang. Don't treat the rest of your guests like this. <laughs> well, AJ, thanks for uh, coming by. Damn. This will be the last episode I ever do. It all goes downhill from here. See, but, per- perfect example, though, right? I'm 80% of the way there. I learned some lessons along the way. There's some lessons along the way. I could look at this and possibly later cry, maybe put myself in a corner and contemplate this whole podcast thing. You should. Or I could take what he said and say, you know what? I'm going to have some damn, I'm going to have Voss water out here. I'm going to have some cucumber slices in there, AC on their face, everything, and no dogs barking in the background. Hey, people love dogs. That'll probably help. That'll probably help with the ratings. But you know what? You should should cry about it. (laughs) And be upset at yourself <laughs> and then just come back tomorrow ready to work, man. It's a brand new day. There we go. All Thank right. you, AJ. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher and help our community grow. And if you haven't already, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe and see the day in the life of how these people put what they are talking about here into action.